Welcome to Tenant Men. Welcome to Tenant Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high concept high concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. Kevin, how are you? Uh, good. I was I was rather impressed today just looking at the scroll bars of where you are and where I am in the film on my my phone where I just do a quick rewatch of the film or my minute before we jump on and I was like we're getting we're inching closer together when I look we at are. my progress bar going backwards and your progress bar going forward it feels like we're somewhere around the quarter we're both around the quarter mark a quarter mark of the movie but halfway through the podcast yes yeah yeah yeah, this is uh, this is episode thirty six. So I'm going to touch on minute thirty six during this, um, and we're going to meet up around like somewhere between thirty or seventy five. Yeah, I used to, have the, used to yeah. have the numbers down. I kind of forgot them. <laughs> I think we meet up around seventy or seventy two or something like something yeah, like yeah, something like that. So we're 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 just about halfway through, um, and yeah, I was also thinking about this while I was watching my minute because I'm about to enter a new heist scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only had like, really, I had the very beginning, you know, uh, action sequence in the opera house. And then like, I had a little bit of action when we, we went into the Priya's house in Mumbai. But for the most part, like my, my, you know, doing the first half of this movie is, it's a lot of setup. It's a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of setup. Whereas you've had nothing but, or you've had a lot of action, a lot of sequence. Yeah, I had the third act to navigate. You right. Know, you, you had the action right off the start. I kind of had long sustained action. Yes. Um, but we're both kind of heading into the same geographic location too. <laughs> and the and the same time and, period. And yeah. same time period. Yeah. Right? We are... Ge- we... Space and time. <laughs> we are... We're doing a pincer movement on that <laughs> that period of space time. Uh, I'm about to enter another uh, heist sequence, and then I think I still have one more actually. So, well, we're going to converge on one together. Yeah, um, yeah. As far as we've come in this podcast, we still have no more answers, just more questions. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we've we set out for answers. Uh, we leave you with nothing. Uh, but I hope you've enjoyed the journey. <laughs> <laughs> The journey isn't the answer. The journey. It's a yeah. friend you met along the way. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. With that said, this is episode 36. My minute is 3521 to 3621. I am on the red team. I got that right. Yeah, you go. <laughs> and uh, let's kick things off. So last week we actually left off with this like uh, interdimensional conversation between Kat, the protagonist, the protagonist, and Neil, and kind of like going back and forth. Um, we're still kind of in the middle of that. Uh, I think the cat part might be over, but now the protagonist yeah. and Neil are having this multi-dimensional conversation that 
actually there's like one of the space and time (laughs) it does also span space and time there's actually a cut in here which um is really funny it it makes no sense it's like we're going to start a conversation at you know 12 a.m on a bus (laughs) and then we're going to finish it at 6 30 p.m while we walk down the street with like no explanation in between I, um, I also love the degradation of Neil's outfit that he's wearing because he's oh, wearing man. Like, the most pretentious outfit. <laughs> by by the end, yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. a he's got a weird necker scarf. Yeah, yeah. And he's... then like towards the end of the conversation where they've changed locations, it's like it's undone, it's untied, and just kind of draped <laughs> around his neck like he's a college, uh, like he's a high university. Um, uh, uh, no, no, it's a professor. It's more who just like walked out of a, a coffee shop. It's more like the guy in the wedding party, like by the end of the night, the, you know, the bow tie is loosened or the necktie is loosened up. Right. And yeah, he's ready for a couple of this. It's party time now. Right. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's time for the after party. I'm the bed, some co-eds. <laughs> I'm mixing your guy and my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Bridesmaids. Um, yeah. So we left off. Neil is getting a tour of the Freeport from Klaus. Um, and we leave it off where Neil observes uh, kind of the the, ga- uh, the cans of gas that are mounted on the wall and the mm. ceiling in the vault. Um, and then we pick up at 3521. Uh, Klaus is showing Neil around. Neil is still taking it all in. Uh, so he notices the gas canisters. Then he's noticing the exits. Uh, then he looks up at the, the ceiling and he sees the gas lines uh, heading to what I think he thinks might be a sprinkler head. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's going to touch on that later. Uh, we hear Klaus kind of in the background, but he says some of our clients opt for biometric access straight in. Uh, this is him like opening a door. Um, and then he opens up, yeah, he opens up like one of those exits and it's, he's like off the tarmac. Right. And now you hmm. can see like, he's looking out at the the airport. Um, and then Neil says from the terminal question, uh, Klaus from their private planes. Uh, Neil's like, oh, of course. He's like such a noob in this moment. Like he, <laughs> he almost gave himself up, right? Right? I mean, like. Well, he's playing dumb. <laughs> but he can't. I'll, I'll touch on in a second. He's suppo- Is he playing dumb? I think. Or is that an is that an honest mistake? A, a little bit. I think he's just like confirming information. You think so? Yeah. Well, he sees, oh, so you can access this from the terminal. Because maybe that would be an easier way in. And then, he, No. From mm, a private entry. Mm. So, all right. Because right. he, he has some information going into this. I guess, yeah. I I'll guess. touch on this again later. All right. All right. Um, then Klaus says Our logistics department ships to and from any other free port in the world without customs ex- uh, inspection. Um, Neil's looking around this like warehouse looking thing that's like off the tarmac and he sees some like large freight. And then the camera kind of focuses on one from Tallinn, uh, which is interesting. I never picked up on that until this hmm. this uh, this rewatch. But what's in there? Is it gold? <laughs> is it people? Backwards people? <laughs> Backwards people? Yeah, maybe. Backwards people <laughs> wearing wearing oxygen tanks. Yeah, Seder could be in that box. <laughs> hey, Seder. There's fifteen yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay, Neil. So now we, we still have the shot of him in like on, you know off the tarmac in that warehouse, but now it's Neil talking to someone else off screen. He says, "What are you hoping to find in there?" 
and then now we, we cut back to the opera house. The protagonist and Neil are talking to each other on that rooftop, just like in our, my last minute. And he says, you really want to know? And Neil shrugs. He's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. This, this is where he's also playing dumb. Yeah, of course he's playing dumb. He, you know, yeah, he, he's, he knows he's playing, well. Yeah. He's playing. Yeah. And, and it gets progressively worse <laughs> acting. <laughs> um, with the, with the protagonist specifically, right. he's, he's doing, he does a good job with, um, Klaus. Yes. Um, the protagonist says, bring some lead lined gloves. And Neil, Neil says, Jesus, it's nuclear. Uh, protagonist, when you're on the tour, pay attention to the fire precautions. Now we cut back to the tour. My minute's almost over. This mm -hmm. is uh, a slightly less eventful minute than last week. Um, or less dialogue, anyway. Because we get a lot of visuals, right? There's a lot of camera yeah. panning around looking at those fire exits and the sprinklers and stuff. Um, so Neil says to Klaus, documents are vulnerable. And Klaus like just finishes the sentence for him. Fire. Absolutely. And Neil says, no, I was going to say water damage from the sprinkler systems. And then Klaus has this like shit eating grin. <laughs> He's like, we Ooh. don't use, we don't use sprinklers. <laughs> um, <laughs> the facility is flooded with uh, halide gas, displacing the air within seconds. Hmm. That's actually it. That's the end of my minute. Oh, yeah. Goes... We, get, we get a little, a great little meme from from uh <clears throat> from neil in the next minute then <laughs> yeah in the next minute um you know what i i messed up yeah the next minute has the uh the scarf and the the break i i forgot i wrote my notes for both minutes I, actually i kind of just watched the, through that whole scene yeah. just knowing it was somewhere in there and i was just watching him that outfit <laughs> <laughs> this like i was actually so unsatisfied with where this dialogue ended and yeah, I don't, I don't usually do this. Usually I like, I finished my notes for the minute and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this away. I'm going to do next minutes next week. Uh, <laughs> but I was so unsatisfied that I actually wrote my minute, my minutes for the next, for our next episode of this podcast. I don't think yes. I've ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it aligns perfectly. And sometimes you're just like in yeah. mid, in mid, no, I was like mid thought yeah. of somebody I was really unsatisfied. So <laughs> anyway Ooh. stay tuned next week to uh to hear the rest of this conversation and the worst cut in this movie <laughs> oh i got bad cuts in mine too oh. i noticed them a lot more especially looking from the script to the screen yeah it was clear that they wanted to trim this scene a little bit <laughs> well before we go to the blue team uh oh, yeah. was there something you wanted to mention about neil here oh that he was he was acting in both scenes. Oh, okay. The, 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 I hear R2-D2. Excuse me. That is my ringer of my phone. <laughs> Do you need to answer that? No. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. While you're ghosting people. Oh <laughs> I updated and I have no idea how to operate a phone anymore. <laughs> I guess like, has Neil been to the Freeport before this in like, in like Neil, in actual Neil time. I'm not going to say real time because I don't know what real time means in the frame of tenant. But like, <laughs> does Neil have a previous experience in this Freeport? In the future, they would have access to that turnstile. Unless that turnstile is mobile. At a certain point, don't they take over that turnstile in the film time? And if Neil is from the future, 
there's a good chance he came back through that turnstile. Well, it was in possession of Ives group or another group or some other tenant group. And he would be aware of it, but he would also know the further back in the past he goes, eventually it will change hands to Sater's group because Sater's group built it. Neil's not from the future, but he's, but he's been to the future. You have a future in the past. Ugh. <laughs> Neil's not from the future. He's from a. Oh no one's God. no one's from the future, but people have been to the future and seen things. They they've seen things, man. Uh, it gets into that whole of Neil is Max Neil, or even the more problematic question: Could Max even be Neil? Is more the question. No, the answer is still no. <laughs> so where where is Ives from? Has nobody been? Is nobody back from the future? Everybody comes Ives, from the past and moves forward. Ives Ives is a mystery. Uh, he gets his own movie one day. Oh yeah. Um, no, no, no. They're, like there, there. People have been into the in the future, right? Like there's a possibility Neil has experienced like a decade into the future, but then yeah, spent I'd... a decade on a you know. Oh freight. my god, that must be hell. Uh, maybe. Oh, it depends, right? I mean, like maybe you you get a bunch of books you get to catch up on, and it doesn't seem like there was a lot of amenities on that on that <laughs> on that ship. <laughs> well, but like, yeah, but he's, in, you know, in the future, maybe he has access to one that has way better amenities, right? Maybe mm. they take Seder's yacht and he's like pleasure sailing around the world and backwards. Oh my God. Imagine you're sitting on a freighter and you're moving back in time and you look at your phone and you look at Netflix and you're like, oh man, I got to catch up on all these shows before they disappear. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it, <laughs> all this show, you just keep getting limited, more and more limited content. <laughs> That's yeah. The shows just keep disappearing, right? Like, oh, damn it! I didn't start Peaky Blinders, and now I I lost them. I lost access <laughs> yeah, to I lost. season six. Oh my god! <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. We'll put a pin in that. That that's a that's one of those deep conversations. Where is Neil from the future? Is he from a contemporary time as the protagonist? He has more information than the protagonist has, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's from a very far future. You have a future in the past. You have a future in the past. So the protagonist we know goes back in time at some point and connects with Neil and connects with Neil. You have a few to inform Neil of all the events that are coming up. That's, that's kind of it, right? Uh huh. (laughs) But then Neil seems to have more information than he's like, Neil has more information that he's letting on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the blue team, we're also going to have a conversation between two people who have in, more information. And okay. Well, let's throughout the whole. Let's let's go there. Let's yeah, let's get let's, to the blue team's go. operation. Blue team, you're up. Okay. Okay. So we're in the conversation with Priya. We're kind of in the middle of it. I'm not so sure. I'm going to get to the beginning of it next time. But we 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 start off with two interesting um, with an interesting concept that's different from the last one that we talked about. Um, and again, remember Priya and the protagonist, just to tie this all together, have had conversations previously in film time in which she ceded some information to the protagonist for specific ends for her goal. And now the protagonist is coming back in time. This takes place 
this conversation takes place prior to that conversation in film time. Um, wait, um, in in I don't know what to call this in conceptual time. So, uh. <laughs> I I I'm lost. <laughs> so his his whole point was in coming back and talking to Priya was to intercede and tell the protagonist what the device she sent him after really was. Yes. Because he wants to change the outcome of, I think the um, specifically the highway scene. Oh. Mm, Yes. I think we'll get more into that in my next minute, but just setting that up. But here she divulges what Seder's goal is. So let's, let's jump into that conversation. It starts at one hour, 48 minutes, 21 seconds. Priya says, Sater's lifelong mission, financed and guided by the future, has been to find and reassemble the algorithm. Protagonist asks, why did they choose him? Priya simply says, and this is where the bad cut comes in, um, he was in the right place at the right time. Just watching this pedantically and seeing the script, I noticed that the eye lines don't match up because they clearly cut off the last sentence that she says when she said something before that. And this is what she should have said in the script and was clearly filmed. (laughs) And they cut her in mid-sentence. So it it looks like she's already been speaking and it's just not a very good cut. Um, The full sentence she's supposed to say is, the necessary combination of greed and ambition. But mostly he was in the right place at the right time. Interesting. Yeah, not doesn't really add anything, but well, you could see where they were like, let's eliminate let's get to the third act. Let's eliminate the hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut quickly back to the protagonist. The collapse of the Soviet Union. Spoiler says. Hmm? No, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Priya says the most insecure moment in the history of nuclear weapons. Which is actually good to know that there's no future in which there's a more insecure moment of uh, of history of nuclear (laughs) weapons. Like, that was it. We lived through it. (laughs) Current events might beg to differ, but... (laughs) Uh, The protagonist says, and there he was. How many sections does he have? Priya says, after the 241, it says 240i. Thought it was. I thought it was a number two forty. Two forty. I think it's two forty one. Yeah, that's how yeah, it's referenced. They say at two forty one. Um, she says after the two forty one, which is the piece that he's been chasing since the Oslo opera scene and throughout the the film. She says all nine. The protagonist says Christ. Notice your Neil in your minute said Jesus, and in this minute protagonist says christ just pointing that out there Uh it's (laughs) all it's all lining up folks (laughs) (laughs) this is it really dig into some of these conspiracy theories (laughs) this is it (laughs) neil is jesus they both get resurrected (laughs) he dies in a tomb (laughs) this is confirmed and then he's seen again (laughs) i could totally make like a short video about how this is a, a christ allegory but, uh, that's actually a yeah. great idea yeah i know i don't know if i could bring myself to do it but um okay so he says christ 
But she just said he has all nine. He says, Christ, that's why we're going to do it differently this time. See, this is where he's going, see, why don't we do it differently? Why let him get all nine? Because in that time in which they're standing, it hasn't actually happened yet. They can still prevent it because he went he's, back. He's alluding, he's alluding to the, the third act. He's not, he's not alluding to going back to the car chase. He's alluding no, to no, the no, third no. act. She's, he specifically wants Priya to go tell himself in the past what the algorithm is. That's what this is? That's what this is. That's what he's trying to get her to do. See, because she says to change things so Catherine won't get hurt. Okay. They're specifically referencing the car chase. Okay. Um, Protagonist says, so Seder won't get the algorithm because the result of the car chase is Seder finally has the algorithm. Um, Priya says something interesting here. If that universe can exist, we don't live in it. This is maybe the most mind-blowing sentence I've come across in the script, meaning that Priya has some notion of her concept of how entropy and space-time work in which there are universes that both can and cannot exist and that she is aware that she lives in a very specific one. It's a multiversal theory that she has of... I've been kind of studying this a little bit, so that's well, so why I, I think, found that interesting. I think, yeah, no, I think you're right, right? And I think she's... This this is also playing into the you know just the whole theme like what's happened happened right mm-hmm. like you can't we can't go back in time and change cat from being shot like the world we live in she's been shot she's hurt and that's it we can't undo it right mm-hmm. um, and yeah this is maybe playing to the protagonist misperception of how space time operates in a tenant world yes and I kind of wish they would have dug into this a little bit more <laughs> yeah, and explained it that way. Like, okay, yeah, there are different users where time happens differently. Seder doesn't get the algorithm. Cat doesn't get shot. But once that happens, it's happened. We can't go back and go into another universe. We're right. in this one where that did happen. And we have to operate by that universe's rules. Um, see, we just explained it pretty succinctly, I think. We did, and like we, we maybe that, maybe one of the only things we've explained succinctly in a matter of a couple of uh, thirty seconds here. Yeah, I might bind down on that being my explanation for how the rules of tenet work, in which there are multiple universes where other things can happen, but once they've happened, there's no going back and changing something that is a solid fact. Right. Um, I might have to revisit some of my other theories, uh, uh, judging by Priya's understanding of this. But the protagonist just continues on because he wants <laughs> he wants to do it his way. <laughs> so she said, if that universe can exist, we don't live in it. The protagonist says, let's try. You're going to warn me. <laughs> Priya says, no, I'm not. Ignorance is our ammunition. If you'd have known the algorithm, uh, if you'd have known what the algorithm was, would you have let it fall into Seder's hands? The protagonist says, you want him to get the last section? Priya says, that's the only way he'll bring together the other eight. Protagonist has an aha moment and he realizes, oh, I was supposed to steal it and then lose it. That's the end of my minute. Oh, that's a good end. Yeah. And, and Priya's, <laughs> Priya's next line in my first, in my minute I did last week was, 
Mission accomplished. <laughs> That's exactly what I set you up to do, and you did a bang up job. I, I wanted... Except for this whole part where you're here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now Priya's like, this is getting out of control. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm gonna send you to go die. <laughs> oh man. You created a monster. <laughs> yeah yeah because the next conversation is you're not the protagonist you're just a protagonist. right 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 and then they start talking about loose ends mm. yeah um interesting that's great man that's a great minute yeah oh thank you you'd had a great minute too <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're uh we're getting somewhere or or not anyway uh thank you all for listening to the tenant men podcast uh, if you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever service you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movements of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friend. <laughs> <laughs>